You are worthy all alone, God. And we thank you for all that you are doing today in our lives, God. That we are able to come in your presence and worship you, oh God. For you alone are God. And I thank you for all that you are doing in the people's lives that is willing to worship and serve you. In Jesus' name. Bishop said the preliminaries and so forth, but I couldn't pass this one up. He said, those three young men. And that is uh, good enough to at least show some honor and reference to that because I was telling my wife, I'm young again. <laughs> On the inside of my body, it may not tell me that, but I'm young again. And they are amazed at my job when they find out my age. And they'd be like, there's no way that you're over 50. And I'm like, yes, I am. Yeah. Do you get the same thing too, Bishop? <laughs> Just joking. Um, you all can go ahead and sit on down for now. Um, I mean, these butterflies were so big today, I did call off sick. And they were still big, and my wife came home, and I was like, you know, once you go to church and just let them know that um, these butterflies are so big, I'm sick, and I'm just not going to make it to preach today. But I came anyway. Um, out of anything that I've faced in my life, I do not like to come up here and preach. It's not something that I really want to do. I know God has called me. I know the anointing's there. Y'all know the anointings are there, there because my name is probably called 20,000 times every Sunday for many years, you know, but to God be the glory. But um, those are things that are keeps me encouraged when I do hear those things, even though it's unknowing to me. Uh, what is it all that God wants me to do? I love sitting and doing Bible studies because I'm goofy. Y'all, those that know me. And um, funny, but I watch God do wonderful things in the midst of Bible studies. And then when you come to service on Sunday and God confirms those things that you may have said that you wasn't prepared to say for that Bible study, it's amazing. Um, and I give God the glory glory to that. Um Early this year in the Bible study, probably in February, God had me say something in the Bible study which struck my attention, and it stuck with me. And I kind of felt that I was going to probably be preaching sometime soon, but I didn't know when soon was going to be. But this stayed in my spirit, but I would not. I don't normally go and write up messages and things like that. I never have. I really not even good with notes, to be honest. I know how to do notes. I know how to line up topics, get your three themes, then learn how to do your transition over to your next theme, you know, put your points and so forth. So I understand all those things and know how to do those things. But me, I have intentionally, like I had stated, kind of like what Jason said, I have intentionally 
decided not to try to be impressive to people when it comes to showing them how much knowledge I may have in reference to any type topic or subject or whatever. Um, I have intentionally for myself um, decided that I want to be as simple as possible in my dealings with people, so be it if I'm working or so be it if I'm standing before you now or teaching Bible studies, I decided to be simple um, for the reason so I won't get caught up into my accolades or my achievements. And it's just, it's a personal thing to me. Um, so with that, I was like, okay, Lord. So today I did take time to try to study and put some things together. And God said, nope. And then I was going to break the scriptures down to give you meaning like the bishop because I've learned that by way of coming by way through the bishop in Bible studies growing up early on in Christ. And God said, no, I'm not going to have you do that tonight. I'm not going to have you explain words in a verse. I'm going to have you speak upon and probably just reflect upon a particular scripture. So with that being said, you don't have to stand. I'm going to Ike's um, chapter um, 8. And I'm going to be going to 33. Sister Ruth killed it almost two Sundays ago. And then the bishop went on ahead and just took everything I thought I was going to be saying today on Monday, even in impartation. But yet I thought I was going to be saying one thing, but God switched it in my view in the same scripture. And it lines up with what the first two gentlemen already have, the first two young men. Started out saying. So I'm going to read that and hopefully, because my, my mind moves fast, if y'all don't know that. It moves quick, and I hear, I hear things all the time, constant. And, and I want to get it out, but um, hopefully I can make some sense. Well, it's going to make sense because God's going to make it make some sense for us tonight. And God is fixing to do something great. He's already doing something great in your lives. Even though we don't have the, the, the excitement um, that we normally have on Wednesday, and it's just a little bit of us here that did not go on spring break vacation, and I didn't go earlier during the week and at least made it back to church service, such as Sister Hannah and First Lady Sister Jackson. But in that, let me go ahead and read. So the scripture reads in Acts 3, verse 33. Acts 8. There we go. Acts chapter 8, verse 33. My apologies. Here in this verse, it's reading, In his humiliation, his judgment was taken away. And who shall declare his generation for, declare his generation for his life is taken from this earth. This is where Philip is reading the scriptures or Isaiah to the Enoch or the Ethiopian official that God sent um, Philip out Jerusalem heading to most likely um, Samaria, Garza. Here is where he's reading Isaiah 53, 7 through 8. We're not going to turn there. This is him reading this to the Ethiopian. So if I was to give a title for this saying that I'll be saying, it will be, who will declare his 
generation. Now, we're having impartation that's been going on for three weeks, I think, right now. And I'm jumping already off my page, and it does not matter. But a few years ago, I can remember when Bishop was doing impartation, and he called the ministry up here to assist in praying with folks when he was imparting spiritual gifts. And in that, when he called us up there to pray, I was one of the ministers, I wasn't feeling it. And I was like, who am I to pray with someone that God gives them when I'm not even in a good condition or position myself right now in that timing? But see, God was doing some things back then years ago that was preparing, preparing, preparing us to put us in a process for a timing such as this that we're in in 2018. So if you are looking at your gifting that the bishop, that God now spoke to the bishop and told him he will do it to everyone. The reason being, and, and I'm going to try to stay in my lane as we call it at work, stay in your lane. The reason being, I believe that God is having the bishop impart gifts to us to take out there. Because God, prior to the bishop doing that in the beginning of the year, we have heard within the last year, if not a little bit longer, God has told us to go. God has told us to go more than once. God has come back and told us to move. Why wait? Then God has come back and said, trust. He has told us that. So I was sitting in, and this is me right here. So I was sitting and I was reading the scriptures at one time, and it's just coming to my head right now. And God said, you are reading scripture as though it's a story. He said, you know, these things did happen. It's history. See, oftentimes we come unintentionally and we hear the word of God preach. And we get emotionally excited over what we hear. And we're going to do it. But God says, oftentimes we come in his presence and the ministry preach and deliver, thus says the Lord to us. And we look as though at his a story and not that it's for us. Now, don't read me wrong. I'm not trying to say that you come here, you don't take, you take it lightly. But God said, we're in a season no longer where this is about what we have heard in our hearing and our understanding. But now, what we hear, what God says to do, to go, and to move. He has told us. He's not going to keep telling us that. But it's time for us to operate in that which God has empowered us. Not to look and see what someone else is doing. Not to look and see if someone else is uh, not doing something. For example, let me go back to Philip. Philip 
and Stephen and five other gentlemen was chosen um, to minister serving food to the widowers. They was workers or administrators or deacons in the church doing the things of God for the house of God. But when they wasn't doing those things and they came in contact with a stranger or a drifter or someone that did not know of God, because it say they was full of the Holy Ghost. And God has sent me to tell you, we got to be full of the Holy Ghost. We can't just have a little of the Holy Ghost, but we got to be full of the Holy Ghost. And the reason being that you need to be full of the Holy Ghost is because God wants you to give it out to someone that does not even have his spirit, does not even know about God nor his spirit or the death or the burial or the resurrection of Jesus Christ in their lives. God filled them, was full of the Holy Ghost, but it says Stephen was full of faith. Basically, said they was all full of faith. They say Stephen was full of faith and full of the Holy Ghost, and they named Stephen, Philip, and the other five gentlemen. And one was um, a proselyte, an outsider that followed the customs of the law to be a recipient of the new covenant of God. So it does not matter the condition that you may see yourself in. For God sees us as we ought to be. And when you understand the body that you're in, it's going to always lie to you. Because it has to return back from which it came from. It must return back to the dust of the earth. But the Bible say one day we will be caught up with the dead that is in Christ. And we will begin a new glorified body. So if I'm to say anything, I'm saying, why look at your condition? Why not look at the Holy Ghost that dwells inside of you? For I remember the prophet Lowe a week ago or two said, if it was his granddaughter or if it was someone of old, I see them all the same. That's how we have to see everyone. See, we can see each other because we all got like spirit, the Holy Ghost. So we see each other as brothers, sisters in Christ and as family. But as I watched Years ago, when that impartation took place, and I disqualified myself even praying for folks. I even watched you all as you was coming up. Some left from this side and went on this side to a particular minister that they felt that was qualified enough to impart the giftings of God. I watched that years ago. I watched some that went here and there, but God has changed us. And I have watched in this year that people are coming up wanting to know what God has gifted them with. I watched it, but not only I watched that, I'm watching you all treat one another like family. As we go to and fro before service, after service, I'm watching it. 
I'm watching us come together in one mind, expecting God to do something great in the midst of us. I'm watching God do a wonderful, mighty work in the midst of us. And with that, I, I forget these notes, but and with that, I'm watching God encourage our spirits. But God is saying it is time. Now is that time for us to walk out and allow God to be God in our lives. Who else cannot relate to that story? I can relate to Jason's story. I can relate to Mark's story other than a heart attack, and I don't want three. I don't want one. But I can relate to that where sometimes you hear the voice tells, inside tells you to pray for someone because they bought their need, not knowing who you are sometimes. And, but God say, pray for them. Don't tell them you're a Christian. Pray for them. Or God, as with Philip, Philip, God told him to arise and go south of Jerusalem into the desert towards Gaza. And as he was walking, he saw a chariot, and God said, told him to go attach himself. God is going to tell you when you leave here today, not tomorrow, but from this day forth, God is going to tell you to arise and attach yourself. So be it while you're in the grocery store buying meat, but you need to go to the vegetable aisle. Are so bad if you have to fire someone at work and then rehire them. God is going to tell you as of this moment to arise and attach yourself, not to a chariot, but he's going to ask you to attach yourself to someone. It could be in your community. It could be at your job. It can be you're going to get gas. It can be wherever, but let the Holy Ghost inside of you you speak and when it speaks to you don't doubt it don't question it do just like sister Ruth said just two weeks ago or so just do it just do what the spirit of God tells you to do don't worry about seeing what's going to happen what may not happen see we're quick to say what may not happen but you know what? We don't stay long enough to see what could happen. And God is saying it's time for things to could or to happen. God is ready to establish his name in the earth. We know that. But God is ready to take this region. God is ready to take San Antonio. It said after Philip had talked to the Ethiopian or the Enoch, Philip, they came out of the water and God, Philip left. And he went to another city. And when he got in that city, he started telling them about Jesus. And when you look at the history of Philip, he ended up in Caesarea, most likely where Cornelius must have come in contact with the word of God to become a devoted, devoted man beyond just of knowing the law, but begin to hear some things. But Peter, they sent a man of God to finish the work. You can tell someone about Jesus. 
You may not know all of the word of God, but you can tell someone about Jesus. But all the Jesus that they're going to know is in you. You don't even have to use the scriptures. It's your testimony. Jason just said, he's not coming in the demonstration of wisdom of man or words, but coming in the demonstration of the power and the spirit and the testimony. Is the testimony of what God has done for you. You must understand you are the cross of Calvary Christ. You are Calvary. You are Calvary. You are Calvary. Your story is Calvary. You are Calvary. Take up your cross. Take it up. Tell it. Tell what Jesus has done for you. Tell it. It's time that we declare the generation of Jesus Christ. The man, the son, the man Jesus is dead. He can't talk on his behalf in the physical form. But he is still alive in you. In you. Speak. Open your mouth. Let the words come out. Speak. Open your mouth. Let the words come out. Let them flow. Let them flow. Let them flow. Let them come out of your mouth. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Do it, God. Do it. Let them see. Let them see, God. Let them hear, God. Let them hear your voice, God. Let them hear that word that you want them to speak, God. Let them hear the words that you want them to say, God. In the life of whoever, whenever, however, God. Let them do it, God. Let them get a hold of it, Jesus. Uh, let them not just get it today and let it go tomorrow, but let them hold on to it until you come for your bride, till you come for the church. Because, God, you are ready to do a mighty work uh, in the city, in the metro area of San Antonio. You are ready to go beyond, uh, but, God, you are trying to start here. You are trying to proclaim uh, your kingdom. You are trying to proclaim uh, your name. You are trying to proclaim uh, your authority. You are trying to proclaim everything there is uh, about you in San Antonio and beyond, oh God. But God, I'm asking you to take it further. Take it to the daughter workshop. Take it to the ministers, God. Take it to South Africa, to East Africa, Ethiopia, God. To Nigeria, to Lagos, God. To Ghana, to West Africa, God. Let your will be done. Take it in Asia, oh Lord. But do your work, God. No longer, God. We will be a hindrance to the Holy Ghost. But from this forth on, God, do as you will. Do as you will, God, because we are ready now. 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 You 
are ready now. You are ready now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, oh God, you are worthy, oh God. You are worthy, oh God. You are worthy, oh God. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Lord. Yes, oh God. I say yes, Lord. Your will, oh Jesus. Your will, oh God. Your will, oh Jesus. Oh, hallelujah.